Hello, Disaster Divas. It's Amanda. And you know that if I'm showing up at the top of the episode, it means that we've got a little bit of a scheduling mix up. Um, So we had said we were going to do Skyfire this week. We had a little bit of scheduling uh, that we couldn't record this week. So instead, we're going to do a re-release of Wandering Earth, which if you haven't watched it, if you missed our episode on it, please watch it. It is so worth it. This was China's first really big budget um, sci-fi movie, just like how Skyfire is their first big budget disaster movie. It is so worth the time. So if you have already uh, watched the movie, if you've already listened to the episode, you can skip it. We'll be back next week with La Brea episodes five and six. If you haven't, if you want to revisit it, please do. Um, Also, of course, take a couple seconds if you can to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, etc., it's always super helpful for us. And we'll see y'all back next week with La Brea episodes five and six. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Bruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. One of the main reasons for asking, how do I care for my wandering Jew, (laughs) is the short life of the plant. Wandering Jew plants do not age well. Oh no! Why oh, is no. this a thing? Oh, this is bad. No. This is just—I don't. Wah, wah, this wah. all seems so problematic. <laughs> I don't. Who who continues to call it this? We are. How has like the ADL not gotten on this? I mean, like we're renaming this plant. <laughs> By the way, it is a spider wart, which I don't know what that. I mean, it's like some sort of a crawling plant. None of this is good. Listeners, you have come in in the middle of a conversation. Hello, disaster divas. <laughs> We're talking about wandering earth and wandering juice. Yes, as as you should know, based on last week's tease, you should have prepped for this week by watching the Chinese blockbuster Wandering Earth. <laughs> this wandering Jew climb. I'm sorry, this is so <laughs> horrible. I while trying to Google Wandering Earth just now, I put in wandering, and the first autocomplete was. Jew, wandering Jew, which is a houseplant in addition to sounding very much like an anti-Semitic slur. I mean, and now Amanda has found herself on pages about caring for your wandering Jew. Uh, the sturdiness of the wandering Jew. Apparently, we like to be moist but not soggy, which I can't. I can't attest to. I don't enjoy being soggy. Um, I also don't age well, according to an ex-boyfriend. Um, do you? Do you climb? Uh, not, uh, not well. But I haven't checked to see whether this Yahoo answers about if wandering Jews climb is accurate or not. Ah. Um. Yeah. So, in sum, yeah. Uh, this has brought me almost as much joy and horror as (laughs) Wandering Earth did. Wandering Earth is, it's truly, I mean, this is an, this is an epic, even in the scale of disaster movies. Uh, Earth is in peril because the sun is dying. It is starting to expand. It's going supernova. They, uh, is, it's a, within a hundred years, the sun will die. And then, uh, they say at the beginning of the movie that the solar system in 300 years will, will subsequently die mm-hmm. in 300 years. So this is not some fucking load up the spaceship and find another, uh, another home world operation. This is, 
all of the, presumably all of the developed nations of the world come together to form the United Earth Government. And they, we as a, as a human people, uh, des- uh, endeavor to build these giant fucking propulsion engines that they call Earth engines. 10,000 of them will dot half of the Earth and uh, a ring of those will be along the equator called torque engines, which are especially large, and they will guide Earth on its path through the, sol- path through the solar system. Out of the solar system? Out onward. of the solar system. Out of the solar system, you are right. And uh, yeah, we are going to actually fucking drive Earth mm-hmm. to its new home uh, at a habitable distance from Alpha Centauri in that solar system, which we, we are told, uh, I have not fact-checked, but is 4.2 light years away. And we are planning, the Wandering Earth Initiative is a 2,500-year endeavor yeah. to get to the to the Alpha Centauri system where we will just park Earth. Yeah. We will just park Earth a habitable distance away from the sun and get back to it. How, just, far, how far away did you say Alpha Centauri was? It says 4.2 light years is our destination. 4.37. 4.37. Uh, All right. Says. Okay. Wow. In fairness, that is the only thing about this movie that we can actually fact check. And that is like, <laughs> yeah. they did pretty well with it. They got pretty, they got within horseshoes <laughs> of Alpha Centauri. And I, the rest of this movie, in terms of science, like we're just, we're not even going to try, guys. Right. It, it, like they, they were working outside the bounds of credulity here. Yeah. And uh, I will, I will share the premise of this movie is what if when you're driving on the highway and you see someone moving an entire house, cause it's easier than packing their stuff and moving. (laughs) What if we did that? But with the earth, (laughs) that is the premise is all our stuff is here. What if we just move the whole thing from its foundation onward? At that point, you can't you can't science. Yeah, and and they uh, they give us a, a glut of information at the absolute very end of this movie too mm-hmm. that I will we, I, I will share as a foundation setter. Really would have um, helped if they had done that too. Yeah, they like they explain <laughs> quite a bit up front, like a fair amount up front, but then like the coda of the movie is like oh all of this introductory information about about the plan. Yeah. So what they're going, uh, the plan is to get the Earth going with these Earth engines and using the sun's gravity as well as Jupiter uh, to provide the final amount of acceleration needed to shove our asses out of the solar system. And once uh, we pass Jupiter and we get that, I think, essentially kind of like gravitational boost, uh, we will, I guess, be at escape velocity from the solar system. And at that point... Once we're out of the solar system, the engines will initiate to full power because up to that point, they will not have been running at full capacity. But exit the solar system, kick those Earth engines up to full power. Then we will spend the next we would spend the next 500 years accelerating up into the maximum speed of five one thousandths the speed of light, at which point we will then this is the process is how humanity is going to be saved. Earth with the rest of us on it, is then going to glide mm. for 1,300 years. We're sure. just going to coast towards Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Then after that 1,300 years, we are going to hit the reverse engines so we can decelerate for the next 700 years, which will, I guess, once we start decelerating, we know that that will put us at the speed we need to be at to just sort of 
tuck ourselves into a habitable pocket of the solar system that revolves around Alpha Centauri. Because, uh, yeah, we're, we're setting up Earth someplace else. We're not, like, doing the Battlestar Galactica look for a homeworld thing. We are taking home. We are crustaceans. Mm-hmm. We are hermit crabs. We have put Earth on our backs. Yeah. And we're taking the and house we're, with we're just, us. We're planting it in a new neighborhood. <laughs> yes. We're just dropping yes. it right onto a new foundation. What's yes. crazy, as you say, 2,500 years, and, like, I processed that, but I didn't process it when I watched right. the movie. And now I'm thinking about it, and it's like, this movie takes place in modern day. Yeah. So we are, this moving the Earth project takes longer than most of like human right. history, like not right. human history, but we're, like, at, we're mm. at, we're not at 2,500 yet. Nope. We're yeah. not there. And there's like, some BC going, time before that, we're but going, uh, yeah, we're going back. I mean, well, but we're, we're, we only judge Earth years based off of Jesus and like that's <laughs> yeah. how we all refer to it. Earth did not exist before him. Right. No, no, right. No. So but yeah, like, yeah, Since this is, Christ, it is a crazy amount of, the amount of time we are taking to salvage humanity is so insane comparatively right. to no it's it, it is really mind like it, it, it takes the scope of disaster movie and yeah. just blows it out to like an inconceivable extreme yeah and we all agreed like at the u the ueg was like all right guys here's the plan earth what are we going to tell everybody who lives on it this is going to take 2500 years and only Go. half of you are going to make it and yeah. you're all going to live underground underneath these giant yep. so every, critical fact yes Amanda. 3.5 billion people make it to underneath the um each of the ex, the, the earth, earth engines. engines has a subterranean city mm-hmm. five kilometers below the earth's surface keep in mind deepest mine we've got right now is like 3.8 kilometers and <sighs> Yeah. Okay. It's 3.8 kilometers and the temperatures are like somewhere, the average temperature is somewhere around 100 deg- 120 to 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, okay. Um, so very hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're going to have... And so they're essentially 10,000 10, Earth cities Earth because cities. there are 10,000 Earth engines. Yes. And they contain a popul- total population of 3.5 billion people. Mm-hmm. The other 3.5 billion people all died in tsunamis essentially yes. and like volcanoes and various disasters. The, they stopped the earth from turning when they, when they ignited the torque engines at the equator. Yeah. And we are told that once the earth stopped turning, then tsunamis, massive tsunamis ravaged, wiped out every, like yeah. most of the populations and people were, people drew lots yeah. to inhabit, to get uh, entrance into the cities. And they tell us like in a little preamble thing, lots cannot be traded or exchanged or bought and sold. Like they are, yeah. they are truly static. Yeah. So they just at random picked 3.5 billion people to make it. Um, and yeah, they, so they live in these underground cities. Mm-hmm. With, I'm not going to science it. I'm not going to science any of this. this right. Is Presumably like, we're growing everything through hydroponics. I mean, we're probably I'm not even, eating a ton of that. algae. It's not even that. It's okay. So here's my thing. We're dealing with a 300 year time span that hundred years before the earth takes out the earth, 300 years before, before the sun can, yeah, yeah takes okay. out the earth, 300 years before the sun takes out the entire solar system. That's right. a lot of time for us to figure out where another planet is. So when you were, we were talking about the Battlestar Galactica concept, right? They wouldn't really be in a Battlestar Galactica concept because we do already know about inhabitable planets. We have the ability to terraform mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that we're building entire ecosystems five kilometers below the surface. Right. We have the ability to terraform. We have the ability to do long distance light uh, space travel. Mm-hmm. 
to keep it habitable, to house every bit of human history, technology. They go into all the stuff that yeah, these, these spaceships... I don't know what... they. I know they mentioned specifically there is an international space station yes, and that, that uh, is leading the charge. Yeah, it's so essentially a, our guiding star that yeah. leads the Earth. Uh, and presumably there are probably redundant copies of like civilization on in our terrestrial cities, yeah. our subterranean cities. In I'm addition sure they to, have redundancies they've, that. they've archived all animal DNA. There are all there plants, all 300, animals. 300,000 embryos are on the ISS. Yeah. Um, and presumably we also have those two in our subterranean earth cities. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have all these things. We have the ability to do all this. So there really is no reason except for sheer laziness um, that we were like, no, we'll just build We'll just keep the planet. See, like, I, let's I, keep, but again, I, I'm on board with it in the sense I'm like, fine, you know what? If this is what reason is, if this is the world that we're operating, the universe we're operating within is that it makes more sense to move the whole planet. I think what you, I think what the big thing you run into with uh, wanting to go the space, space travel route yeah. off of Earth, if, if both are the option available to us, I feel like you save a fraction of the people. I feel like we're not fitting 3.5 billion people on spaceships. I feel like building the infrastructure of 3.5 billion True. spaceships. True. Probably. And with like the accompanying technology, like they could build the ships and build the accompanying technology to support life on them, or they could just turn the earth into a ship. Yeah, that's true. And build life support technology within it. Okay, fair. You know what? I will go with with that. Presumably we're in a world where we can make earth go like this. Yes. (laughs) Okay, you know what that is? That is a compelling, I had not thought about the fact that it's like, well, you really can't put 3.5 billion. I'm still, Yeah, that'd be like, so are you happy with 5 million? Are you happy killing seven six and a half billion people instead of three and a half billion people i mean (laughs) i mean look i mean that winds up being the alternative when we get kit what do you bark kit's not on board with this plan kit's like whoa hold on i didn't realize that my owner was in favor of genocide (laughs) and then then he licked and then he licked the table so like kit's all over the place tonight um He's just practicing his Torah portion for his bark mitzvah in a couple weeks. That's really happening. It is. It's happening, guys. Kit's gonna become a, a, a gonna become a good man. <laughs> a boy. Um, yeah. No. So. So. Anyway, I I had said going into this, I wasn't gonna talk about the reality or lack of reality of the science. Like, no. But it's hard not to. But also, it's so good that I don't care. Right. It, it's, it's so fun. It's so good. It's like eating. It's like eating a Hostess cupcake. Where I'm just like, I know this is just the worst thing in the world for me but god i'm enjoying this so much and our we are introduced at the outset uh, to our our sort of our spacely hero lieutenant lou who is serving a space daddy space space daddy lieutenant lou yeah uh he goes to serve uh, terms of service are mandatory on the iss of 15 to 20 years we start out with Lou, Lieutenant Lou, leaving his his son and uh, I think father-in-law behind. Yeah. Grandpa, good old grandpa. And uh, we start and he's like, I'll be a star and you can see me when you look up in the sky. Well, we see that little bit at the beginning. That's when we get our establishing section. Uh, the earth is being ravaged by like climate disasters and then the sun starts dying. So but then cut to... 17 years later, Lieutenant Liu has served his term of duty on the ISS and he's about ready to disembark 
from the space station to come back to Earth for the first time in like two decades when things start going wildly wrong because, and this is kind of, this is a silly part because yes, we're setting our own rules, but we talked about this beforehand. Uh, It seems like the first big hurdle in Earth's journey is it's getting close to Jupiter and a spike in the gravity of Jupiter Mm -hmm. causes the Earth to be pulled off its course by nine, I think, 0.3 degrees, which puts it critically within the sort of path of being sucked in by Jupiter's orbit. I don't think planets shoot off. No bursts of gravitational energy nope. that swoop things that like pull nope. things into them they that they don't have like that spider, seems like a new thing they don't spider-man shit into yeah them, that's no. what it that's essentially what we're made to believe and yeah. then it, it totally fucks up the earth's surface there's this gravitational shift and then like suddenly the earth engines start going offline and there are like earthquakes are happening and cities are being like under under engine cities are being demolished entire plate tectonics are changing yes yes like they like a new plate is open like they were causing it was causing new plate tectonics to occur it was (laughs) yeah it was a lot Um, (laughs) and what's kind of crazy is again like that they wouldn't the scientists wouldn't account for this that there wouldn't be a like okay so if this is going to happen then we're going to fire these and this will go off and we'll yeah. do this instead but sure you know maybe yeah. maybe a gravitational spike was as foreign a concept to them as it is to us right right here we are talking about it this isn't real so maybe they maybe were like they you know what like, we what? didn't address it because it's not a fucking real thing that yeah. happens <laughs> And then surprise, you're in space. And gra- and Jupiter's like, ha ha, got you now. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know because you've never had a planet wander by me. Wander. This is why I do. I eat planets. <laughs> this, this is what I do. Yeah. All, what else am I supposed to do to keep myself busy out here in space? Yeah. Once every but few eat, billion years is just eat a planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's how it's gotten so big. <laughs> it's how Jupiter's this gas giant. <laughs> There it is. All right. We we answered our own question. Okay. So once havoc is being wreaked on the surface of the earth, and in a very, I love the world building of this movie, a very interesting, like it makes total sense. They put all the earth engines on one side of earth because it has to propel it in one yeah. direction. So half of the earth is dark. There's the dark half of Earth, and then there's the light half of Earth, mm-hmm. and it's all just fucking covered in ice because it's too far from the sun to be warm. Yeah. So all of the all of the it's oceans like of Earth, negative 140 degrees essentially Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. All all of the bodies of water on Earth are frozen, yeah. and it sounds like we feed the Earth engines with just rocks. Yeah, just rocks, just rocks like that. Any rock. Yeah, like any truly rock. any like there are our young uh, rapscallions who we are following on the journey on Earth are Luchi and his sort of adopted sister Duo Duo and uh, she was rescued by grandpa when she was but a baby uh, right after the earth stopped turning he said and the tsunami started mm-hmm. wiping people out after the torque engines came on uh, it's very poetic he like talks about how like he's out on a, a, a raft saving people and all these people like these people work together to push this little infant to the surface and he says all the people in those water are your mother and father yeah and it's very moving because grandpa was the best yeah grandpa was the best and um but Luchi 
hijacks a transporter that is used for all manner of it seems like utility things on the surface he hijacks one takes his sister with him and they're like joyriding and he's like kind of explaining the surface of the earth to her even though he really doesn't have much reason to have like any know-how about Which it was such a good big brother moment yeah, like it, that was i was like yes that is a brother sister thing that she's like have you ever been to the earth and he's like yeah yeah I have. and i love how i love how his thing when you meet him he's like i'm a genius i'm a genius yeah. i'm smarter than everybody and he's like obviously a jackass but he does end up saving the world because he does pull out some kind of genius shit at the last yeah the last possible second but they're driving in this transporter and he like points out a mining operation happening near them and they're basically like he just basically says they're crushing rocks to feed into the earth engines like all we have to do is pour rocks in yeah for fuel sure which is a very handy workaround has anybody explored just rocks for sustainable sources of energy on earth um yeah i've never i've never just tried cramming rocks into my gas (laughs) tank i'll see if my rock collection will run my honda right maybe right like this like wandering earth solved it yeah yeah, just just rush up rocks yeah that's a great plan (laughs) let's just destroy because i mean think about ten thousand earth engines for 2500 years fuck that's like, okay, there go the plant. There go all, like, that's why I'm like, what are we going to do? What do we do when we get to this place? And now we've just completely strip mined, like, the earth is not going to look, not going to be a particularly <laughs> fun place to be for a very long time. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so. I think that we just kind of live under the earth at that point. Yeah. For a very long time. Yeah. Once we get, like, it's a 2,500 year journey, but then definitely you got to think, like, 3,500 year before like people I would imagine are like harvesting on the surface again like even given an opportunity to harvest on the the surface the soil's dead everything's dead like I wonder how long it takes for whole oceans to melt once it's like back within like normal distance of the sun like how long would it take a whole fucking Pacific Ocean to melt it would take that lake like 2,500 so Lake Baikal yeah so the deepest lake on earth the what's his name um the cosmonaut the cosmonaut is talking to Space Daddy. Yeah, Lieutenant as they're Lou. about to. Um, I'm not going to use anybody's name. You know this about me. <laughs> um, so they're talking. They're about to do a spacewalk because they they have to go save. Um, they have to go stop the. They're hybrid, on the they're ISS. On, they're on the ISS, and once all of this this goes horribly awry with the planet, um, with Jupiter trying to eat Earth, um, the ISS is like, we're going to go into hibernation protocol to help save planet Earth. Yes. So, like, we're going to go into low consumption. ISS is controlled by a central computer system, very uh, Dave-like, very Gertie-like, called Moss. So Moss goes into low consumption mode, which will presumably help somehow the Earth get out of of this orbit. Um, But what it turns out is, and so all the spacemen people go into hibernation mode, Mm -hmm. and Space Daddy suddenly has a very bad feeling and pulls himself out of hibernation mode and realizes that what's actually happening is that they, the ISS is abandoning the earth and it has, because it has the 300,000 embryos, because it has the entire history of the earth of of human history. This is basically the fail safe plan goes into effect. They're just like, okay, we're taking what we've got and we're getting gone because of course it's the computer's job to run simulations and probabilities. And Moss immediately, immediately determines through running the scenarios that there's no chance for human survival. So Moss immediately abandons basically what we call project wandering earth. And we find out later on when, when Lieutenant Lou and Moss are having a computer V man confrontation that Moss did indeed not go rogue. And he was given permission by the United Earth government yeah. to ditch Earth, yeah, that, preserve like, only what is on the ISS, and uh, go into Project Helios mode. Yes. And presumably the 300,000, I guess we would just crash. Well, no, I guess they'd wake up people from hibernation and then they'd just start impregnating people 
via the old fashioned way and also frozen embryos. I guess. I mean like on a on a hypothetical new planet that we hopefully find yeah, in the I, Alpha Centauri again, constellation. A lot of questions that I wasn't going to broach that. No, time. no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothered that these were unanswered no, but but Moss is Moss, the, Moss, Moss has, is in fail Moss safe. Moss has a plan. Yes. Um but so anyway, Space Daddy and his cosmonaut friend uh who I'm just going to assume was named Yuri, I don't know. He probably was. <laughs> he they they're going to go and stop and like override this whole situation. Yeah. And um I forgot what got me down to this path. Uh, we're on the space station. They're trying to manually override the system. Yeah. Cosmonaut. <sighs> Shoot. I don't even remember. Oh, they're talking about what the lake. They're like, we'll go oh, fishing yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. salmon. And he's like, and Yuri is like, the, the lake won't melt for 2,500 years. Oh, does he say that? He says oh. the lake's not going to melt for like 2,500 years. And he, they're specifically talking about Lake Baikal, which is in Russia yeah. and is the, as far as I know, deepest lake on Earth. So I don't know if he which meant it makes the so much lake sense isn't going to gonna melt the deepest, for 2,500 years. darkest lake on Earth is in Russia. Maybe he meant the lake wasn't going to melt for 2,500 years wow. as in because the planet won't, won't stop moving for 2,500 years. Mm. Maybe it wasn't an additional. Maybe it's not a full five. Right. Maybe but it's God, just it would take a really long time. It would take time. a really long time. Interesting. Yeah. And... Again, nothing's working quite right. You got to get the Earth back up to a rotational speed. You got to make sure that like, right, like the everything. torque engines will get the torque engines would get Earth going again. Yeah, but you got to get Earth going to like the right rotational speed, and then well, you gotta sure, get, like all these different things that have to then. We don't entirely know why the Earth wobbles to make seasons. Like, there's so much. <laughs> I feel like we're like we're like we'll oh, no, totally. No, no, no. We know we know why the Earth wobbles. We don't know why why ice ages happen. I'm sorry, that was my brain. <laughs> <getting buzzed. laughs> we, um, we don't know why why we don't know if wobbles occur that happen with ice ages. There's just a lot of unknowns with the Earth's orbit. That like there's a lot of, of iffies there. Right. So yeah, I don't know how long after we park Earth before like. <laughs> yeah. I, they're living underground for like yeah. the foreseeable. I think at yeah. this point, like you're just living underground, and it's just a question of whether or not, like, I think it's the, we're the, living the underground, sun. but we would have surface access because it, okay. like, we because yeah. we We'd still have our atmosphere, but it's yeah. too cold to be on the surface. Yeah, but we would be in rotation, and maybe we couldn't grow things there, but like you could vacation to the surface of the earth and yeah. breathe. Just you could, you and could then go you go back and like hang out on this really desolate, depressing yeah. land. Basically, the doors would be open, and you where could go in and out. Where are keeping giraffes in this situation? That's a good question. Yeah, we don't know where the where the like the exotic biomes are. Here. I I really want I want an entire just like yeah. Hopefully, there are cities that are just dedicated to like there's it's like it's like West World. It's like Safari World. Yeah. And undersea world. At one point, we do see <laughs> we do see a whale. Oh, the frozen whale that is frozen, uh, jetting out of the you know sort of surface of of the Earth. Yeah, which is with, sad. With Jupiter in the background, it's a really god. This movie, yeah. like, if for no other reason, watch this movie because it is so beautiful it to watch. Looks it looks amazing, spectacular. <laughs> yeah, we spend like the last third or fourth of the movie just like in front of a Jupiter backdrop. Yeah. With, of course, the red spot parked right behind it's us. It's so good. I mean, every moment of it, when the CGI is amazing, the it feels very, it feels tangible. It feels tactile. It mm. looks as good as Day After Tomorrow looked when For it sure. came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and an important, and it like, a lot happens to get our heroes to the point where because once the once the engines go off, the primary directive, obviously, on Earth is get all the Earth engines back on. Yeah. Well, the problem there's there's a key engine that is off. It is the Sulawesi engine in yeah. Sulawesi in Indonesia. It's one of the torque engines, and when we realize that we are slipping into this gravitational pull of Jupiter, which I don't know 
why or if this would happen, but as we get closer to Jupiter, it starts siphoning our atmosphere. Okay, that I, I like, sure. Yeah, like we get closer yeah. and then suddenly there is like this pipeline formed yeah. between Earth and Jupiter See, where okay, the pull yeah. of it is is sucking our our atmosphere. It says like at one point, we've lost 30 billion liters of mm-hmm. O2 that are being pulled. It's thinning our atmosphere and we're basically going to die anyway. Like Jupiter is going to absorb us, but we're not going to be able to breathe, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Jupiter is just sucking the life out of Earth. And so what they just de- like my ex-wife, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really a Jason moment right there. Like, I yeah, was, that truly was. That, I that, kind I of was a bit of that. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be, you know, just like zoning out, Jason, on your I'm phone. I'm not zoning out on the <laughs> I don't know. I feel I'm like I'm researching stuff along with this thing just in case it should come up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, I had to pick up your slack and make an ex-wife joke. So <laughs> make an ex-wife joke. Um. Like we we have our we have uh, Duo Duo and Grandpa and Luchi and the reason we are following them on Earth is because they end up being a part of the Hero Squad that has to transport like this igniter cell. Yeah, the the to, lighter the light core. Yeah, the light core. Initially, they're sent on a mission to get it to Hongju. Yeah. Uh, and I, me, me, and Amanda vary on differ on why the Hangzhou plot is involved in this because I, they, yeah. they they go through a harrowing trip through a frozen. We begin in Beijing. That's where that's the main city where we start at. We take a harrowing trip through a fully frozen up to its skyscrapers, Shanghai. Yeah, and travel through a skyscraper from its bottom floor up to the top to get to an ice shelf to get this igniter cell thing out to safety because they have to get it to Hangzhou. Well, all this happens and we just find out once they get free from the skyscraper in Shanghai and get to the ice shelf that Hangzhou is fucking gone. Yeah. Magma has started creeping into the city. Right. And the place is fucking gone. And as happens when, you know, at random, yeah, because there's all these earthquakes and apparently Jupiter is destabilizing the tectonic plates. (laughs) Because why not? And it is causing um, magma to seep into things and like massive earthquakes. You know, I guess if, if the moon can pull the tides no it is jupiter not big enough to okay to in that rip our planet apart well, i don't know in that situation suddenly. like that no i uh. i don't know man <laughs> i don't just, know i'm just saying the moon influences the tides right yes and jupiter's really big i just if <laughs> if jupiter is causing this kind of a tectonic plate situation where it's making the the, the literal mantle slosh around <laughs> right. and like move like the this the tides yeah we again have much bigger problems <laughs> we do it's like true. this is not like oh the the five kilometer down underground mole cities are being flooded <laughs> with magma like no the earth is being ripped apart at its yeah. seams yeah 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 we mm-hmm. have huge issues here and right i don't know if it's possible or not because i'm not that kind of a scientist i'm barely a regular kind of scientist <laughs> I'm not a fantasy science scientist. Right, right. I, that seems... hadn't even occurred to me until I just had that thought about the moon and I have no defense for I it. Genuinely... But suddenly I was like, wait, what? That was, so when they were like, when in the, right in the beginning of the movie when they're like, the earth, the moon, the sun is going to explode. Yeah. And then they cut to volcano erupts in North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I just, that's There wouldn't I, be a reason for that. that. I was like, those are one, not possible. Right. Just based on like the actual nature of that part of the country, 
And so the first thing I write and if in my it was notes gonna happen, is, it certainly wouldn't happen during that fucking. It's not like fires in Australia, yeah. droughts in California, a vol- volcano in, in northern in the Carolinas. North Carolina. Yeah, that's not the same. Yeah. Okay, so a volcano can't be caused by the sun dying, but okay. <laughs> and that was the moment that I fully resigned myself. And then, like a little right. later, I sent you guys the GIF in the text thread of like, yeah. this this isn't how it works. This right. Isn't how anything <laughs> <Yeah>. works. <laughs> Um, of the old lady because I was like yeah I just every time that you guys try to bring actual science like things that occur in the natural world into this I give up right like if if, right yeah so it to go to my favorite movie The Core right if I mean, let's about, we like, could make a real in-show drinking game at this point. Every, of like, every, every time, time Amanda, Amanda mentions the core, I just, it is like, truly take off an article of clothing. a touchstone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is truly a touchstone for me. Um, but in the core, they do a nice job of being like, this is what's going to happen with uh, the Earth's magnetic field. And if they were going to be Got like, it. if they'd gone to that, if it had been like the Earth's magnetic field, and that's also why we have to go underground, because the Earth's magnetic field is decreasing because of the right, sun. Right, I'd be like, okay, on board, fine. I'm not... Yeah. Like, okay. But they don't, they don't, that's not invoked. But that doesn't happen. Instead, right. what happens is geologic catastrophes. <laughs> yeah. Almost just because, like, it's almost like the earth got pissed yeah. at the sun and just started freaking it's, the shit out. Like, yeah. Like, how dare you, ex- how dare you, supernova? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna leave me? Well, not if I leave you first. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is very like, you can't, can't you can't fire me because I quit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can't ex- earth. You can't supernova because I'm gonna create a volcano in the middle of the Carolinas. Yeah. There. Um, and, and so back back to the, the side quest to Hongju. Yeah. Uh, they, like, the whole reason Luchi and Duoduo and their, they end up with this guy named Tim who's, he rapist makes a- Rapist Tim. Yeah, Rapist Tim, who makes it a point of explaining he's Australian Chinese and he's blonde. Uh, they're getting sprung from some difficult situation and there's clearly, like, law enforcement people there. And he's like, before anything happens, I just- uh, it was all consensual, I swear. And you're like, did we just interject with a weird, like, rape excuse? Like, yeah, like did, comic relief like, rape. What the hell was that, Tim? Tim's part of the survival squad. As you pointed out, he's, he, he, ju- grandpa does not get the justice that yeah. Tim gets in this movie. Tim, I was waiting for Tim to bite it through a moment of cowardice, and he did not. He did not. And I was so disappointed. I was extremely disappointed. But like they like this team of of rapscallions ends up with a rescue team that needs to get this igniter to Hangzhou. They escape the harrowing situation that happens in Shanghai. We lose grandpa along the way and it is extremely sad. And I cried. Yeah. And me and me and Duoduo were crying. And then in a fit of rage or a fit of sadness or insanity, one of the like rescue team ops people just shoots the igniter after the other guy dies. Yeah, their other guy teammates like dies from being frozen to death because they're going to, as you pointed out, Hangzhou is hundreds of kilometers from Shanghai where they have just escaped the ice. Yeah, and they are going to because they've had to leave the transporter behind down below, below the the skyscraper level. They're going to push this igniter basically all the way to Hangzhou. Yeah. In in and they have hours to do this. They're going to roll this big sphere along the ice for multiple hundreds of kilometers. Yeah. But it's like the mission and this woman just shoots it until it explodes and she's like no more death. Like basically like let's not do this mission, no more dying over this igniter. It's like, "Well, what else are you fucking doing right well, now? You don't have a car. Did- You're going to walk home sad because the mission's over." 
Like, what the shit was that? Didn't they know already at that point that Hongshu had been flooded with magma? Not until they get to the very top. Okay, because I could have sworn that she... No, they did, because at that point, that's when um, Luchi and Duodo and Tim mm-hmm. show up. <laughs> and Tim. And Tim show up with their, like, fancy car. Right, no, but that's at the, that's on the surface. Like, yeah. that's when they know at that, point, that they've that lost Hongshu. But that happens. She shoots it after they find out, I think, that they've lost Hongshu. I don't think they know that for sure oh, yet. Okay. I don't think they I know that, that for sure. I think she knew and he was like, we have to still go. And she's like, there is no more death. There's no reason to do this. I thought that's the order that went in. But, and I say this having watched it twice, I don't really know for sure. <laughs> I, cause so what does happen is they, she, the angry lady shoots the igniter and it's no good. But then Luchi and Duo Duo, they have found <clears throat> another transport. They have found another transporter. They have broken off from the rescue team. They're like, fuck you, basically. We're going home. We're not a part of this anymore. Our grandpa's dead. We just want to go back home. Well, they find another transporter and they go rescue the rescue team. And fortunately, they have another igniter. Yeah, just in for, the transporter. There's a lot of light cores rolling around. Right. They have a light core in the transporter. Yeah. And so then I think it's at that point that they learn Hongju is dead because they go to the refueling station. They're like, okay, well, let's go refuel. We got to get resources. And mm-hmm. I think it's then that they learn that they have to go to Sulawesi instead. It might be. I think that woman just like shoots the igniter because she doesn't want to go on anymore because the one of the rescue ops people froze to death. Yeah. So she's like, if we keep going and doing this, more people are just going to die. So fuck you. I'm taking away the reason we're doing it. But it's like, okay, you, we're still out on the ice alone. Yeah. Asshole. Like, and now we aren't even pretending to do a job. Yeah. Uh, that annoyed me. I see. I was on board with it because I was kind of like, well, yeah, she, this guy is very clearly mono, like mono focused. Right. Right. And command the commander, commander of the rescue is, ops is team. So focused on this one mission. Commander and Wong, I it's believe. maybe not a good idea anymore. So fortunately the rescue ops team is rescued mm-hmm. by, by the youngins, by Luchi and Duo Duo and Tim. And they, they're like, when they find out Hongju is gone, well, then they find out that Sulawesi in Indonesia. Yeah. Which we know at is... At the equator. At the equator in Indonesia. They have a matter of hours to drive. Yeah. All the way from... there. We know they're in Shanghai because they're literally standing atop Shanghai. They have several hours to drive across the frozen South China Sea, across mm-hmm. the whole fucking thing, to get to Sulawesi to ignite the torque engine to get us hopefully back on track yeah. and out of the away from the Roche limit of Jupiter. That is one hell of a drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The, I am so much more willing to buy into the space situation <laughs> and Jupiter's gravity than I am driving from Shanghai to Sulawesi in a huge truck in a, in, in less than a day. <laughs> Less. This okay. is like this is like True Detective season two. Yeah, no, with absolutely it's no deeply, goddamn regard for commute times. It's deeply improbable that they <laughs> make this drive, um, even with like on frozen, just going directly straight with. Yeah, presumably yeah. there's no crevasses getting in the way. Yeah, there's no there's there's no anything that has popped up yeah. in the midst of no, devastation no whales that might cause a roadblock right and you know if there are volcanoes in the carolinas there no mountain in has popped up in the middle of the fire? south china sea <laughs> yeah i don't know about that 
I just... <clears throat> so then, so, but once they, you know, obviously they reach Sulawesi, but here is where things get really crazy. Yeah. Because they've had to go to Indonesia. They've gone to their side of the equator and we're now on the dark side of the earth. I loved that detail. Because yeah, there are only, there are only earth engines on one half the earth, obviously, because it's pushing us. It's propelling us. Mm -hmm. We, We only need to go one direction. And so... We get to the dark side of the earth and the backdrop is Jupiter. We mm-hmm. see this planet that is sucking us in and we get these great wide shots every once in a while of like the earth's atmosphere being funneled into Jupiter. It's yeah. very cool. And so what they need to do, what they do is once once they realize that getting all the earth engines back online is not going to get us out of the path is not going to get us away from like the event horizon of, of getting sucked into Jupiter, there's a moment of, of anger and defeat where everyone's just really sad. And a man picks up a Gatling man. He's holding a Gatling gun and just starts shooting Jupiter, shooting I, I at love, Jupiter. Yeah. When screw he screw you shouting, screw you Jupiter and firing off hundreds of rounds towards Jupiter. It was from one the of those surface moments of where Earth. I was like, you know, Florida, China, <laughs> We're not so different. Because <laughs> that's the same response that any American would have in such a situation would be, I'm really, ang- I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to shoot the planet now. One of the funniest things that happened on Twitter, I think it was last year, yeah. was somebody posted, it, oh, it was during that about, heat wave, yeah. is when somebody just posted an image of their hand pointing a gun at the it, sun and yeah. just said, enough! <laughs> <laughs> and it went fucking wild. Yeah. And shouts out to that person because they did the follow-up tweet and their follow-up tweet was, I don't have a SoundCloud. I just really love my friends. It's like, that is the best That's follow-up lovely. tweet ever Aww. to shooting the sun. Yeah. Enough. Enough. And that guy, that guy said, enough, Jupiter, mm-hmm. you bitch. Yeah. And I would, shot it. I would 100% believe in a hurricane heist situation <laughs> yeah. that someone in the hurricane heist crew would try shooting the hurricane. So why wouldn't oh, this guy definitely. just shoot? Sure. Just it, like, let What's his name? Breeze would absolutely have <laughs> shot a hurricane. Yeah. Why? There had to have been. There's cutting room floor footage. There has to be. Of, of Breeze shooting, of Bree the, hurricane shooting the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I. it was. There's so many moments in this movie that have that like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. No, this is this isn't an American disaster movie, but God, this is an American. Like this. This is the blueprint. This is. Yeah. The, you, you felt the you felt the Gerard Butler really pulsating yeah. off of it. Oh, absolutely! Which is so heartening. Yeah. So and, yeah, they, when he they shoot Jupiter, that's pretty great. And when they said, and then when 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 they've come up with the the plan, the they incredible. Get, they, yeah. This is like right after Jupiter gets shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Luchi, genius, the genius that is Luchi, he actually comes up with the plan that's going to save the world. Sort of, because they do point out. So Moss does bring up that. Oh, this the is Israel- a plan. Right. Israelis already came up with it. The wandering Jews came up with it. <laughs> yeah. Jason- the wandering Jew was going to save the world. But then they realized. And then everyone then, talked him out of it. Yeah. But they, so the Israelis came up with, like, tried it already or realized that it was possible. Then, like, nope, it won't actually work. So, right. yes, he did come up with a good plan, but it wasn't a new plan. But it wasn't like, it's not like he looked at. The wandering Jews paper and copied it. Right, they were in very so you did mean the separately way that come Dodo up with it. Comes up with her inspirational speech by cheating off of <laughs> yeah. the girl in class. Yes. That was that was also in terms of like the yeah, uh, Duo, we Duo haven't talked totally about the reality plagiarizes index. her yeah. uh, her her, her, t- her triumph speech. So yeah, so uh, this is one of those great. Mo- so when all hope is lost, everything has failed. Um, 
the UEG has abandoned has has given the okay for Moss to abandon Earth. Yeah. Um, they're trying to enact their plan to get the reactor to or the Earth engine to funnel through one chute instead of multiple. They can't get the thing to okay, go. Okay, yeah. Well, like, like let's like, let's touch on the fact that like the that plan that the Israelis the, the Israeli person and then Luchi came up with is they are going to take the torque engine. Yeah. There are multiple outlets where like the five, energy comes yeah. out of the beam in the torque engine. They're going to reroute all of the power into one output point. Yeah. And that is going to force the beam of the torque engine up to a high enough altitude that it will that it react will, with the that hydrogen. That it will catch onto, that it will ignite, it will reach Jupiter, ignite Jupiter's hi- majority hydrogen atmosphere, which is combining with the Earth's O2 atmosphere in this funnel of atmosphere suck. And that will essentially serve as a match that will light Jupiter on fire and the combustion of Jupiter's atmosphere will shove Earth away from its orbit. Yeah. That is the plan. That's the plan. They're going to ignite Jupiter. Yeah. And that's what leads to Duo Duos. And so, but then they're, and they're trying to enact it, but then everything goes horribly wrong and like they need more people to push on a thing and it basically, they need more help. Yeah. And they so need manpower. she has to, she gets the okay from the UEG to give an inspiring speech that is broadcast all around the Earth cities. Yeah. Um, and what she ends up doing is from the first scene where we meet her, she's in a classroom. Yes. And the teacher she's is probably asking, like fourteen. The teacher is asking one of her classmates, like, "What is hope?" And the the classmate's like, "Hope is a diamond in yes. this precious time." And she gives <laughs> this like beautiful poetic answer, and then when it comes time for Dodo to be like to give this inspiring speech and she full on just Melania Trump word for words. <laughs> she does. And it was such she a perfect. She doesn't say one of my classmates yeah, said. No, she just this is makes her, it totally she, her own. She is absolutely going to get like a space medal from this. Princess <laughs> Leia yes, is going sure. to be giving, put a space medal around her neck with yeah. Chewie. And her classmate is going to be sitting somewhere. If she isn't <laughs> dead from an earthquake or the magma. Right. right. And just fury. Yes. Yeah. And that that was, Tracy Flick girl is yeah. going to be so pissed off yeah, that, that her speech was teenager. jacked. Yeah. It, but this is, this is, was, the, I fully believe, but I was like, yes, that is what a slightly dirtbag teenager <laughs> yes. would do. Like, yeah. And that is, that is the second inspiring speech or like touch of humanity speech we were giving. But Amanda, who gives the first grand speech to humanity over the global PA oh, system I in love this it. movie. So, okay. Once just, all is lost. Let's just hypothetically say all is you lost. are on you're five kilometers below the Earth's surface in a subterranean village <laughs> on your planet that's being moved into a new solar system because the sun is dying and you're Consolidated governments are <laughs> going to give you an announcement of bad news. Bad news. The worst news. Do you want to hear it from male Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the UEG decides to do. Yeah, they decide. So they're that like they the most out. comforting thing in the world is to have Moss give the welcome to Walmart speeches. <laughs> um, so this like super robotic, just like welcome to Earth yeah. kind of voice is giving the bad news to all 3.5 billion earthlings is giving the the last address to humanity yeah, like the the wandering earth project has failed we have and he, they lie they're like we have 7 days yeah go home 
go about your business. They like, have like say, seven hours. Yeah, the truth is that they don't. They have like a day. Yeah, maybe they have hours. And it's like go about your business, spend your last time with your family. Yeah, do what you need to do. And it is the least comforting thing. It is I have, so sterile. It is so weirdly uncomforting. Like at one point, the it's kiss your loving partner. <laughs> like, no, don't. That's so creepy. That is that like, was, that should be the so, part of the movie where you cut to cities around the world, yeah. in, each in their individual languages, and you have yeah. subtitles in the button. Like you have the French PA system, exactly. And you have and the American like, holding each other. Yeah, and you like, have the Germans. You yeah. don't just have Moss <laughs> speak in cold, detached English. Yeah. Or Chinese to everyone across the world telling them to hug their loved ones. Yeah. It is, it is like, that's it. Like, it's like you imagine the PA going off and then you just look at each other like, well, that was the fucking worst. Yeah. I would, I would genuinely just be like, is it Terminator? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is, even Did Skynet look, just even Skynet, even Skynet knew that it had to give its robots human voices. It did. You're right. You're like, right. Like, even Skynet knew that. And in this case, the UEG is like, well... This this entry point, the, the basic Waze package is good enough for us. <laughs> like even Waze is like, hey, do you want Terry Crews to get to narrate where you should go? Like have Terry Crews be the voice of that. If yeah. Terry Crews were being like, kiss your loved ones, I'd be like, thank you, Terry Crews. Yeah, you're right. You should be able to like Bill Pullman. Yes. I have Bill Pullman send me the last note from humanity. Honestly, they should probably have him do that now. They should have Tom Brokaw just record this <laughs> just in case the world's going to end for some sort of national. PA broadcast like why wouldn't you do that but you know and so this this Moss giving this deeply uninspiring speech I'm was imagine, just I'm imagining now Tom would be like go and hug your loved one <laughs> and it one like more time without me laughing over it? <laughs> it is it is I mean if we're going to talk about if we're going to even mention Tom Brokaw we do have to mention the speech where he is about to go on it's the SNL skit where he's about to go on vacation so they have him recording all those crazy scenarios yeah. just in case Cheryl hey Ford. do you want do you want Peter Jennings to come on and like there, <laughs> there's a crash and then he Peter Jennings comes on and you're suddenly not the guy anymore Gerald Ford, Ford dead today. today at the age of 83 Eating well now wolves. well now now Ed's now Ed's senseless <laughs> Gerald Ford dead today at the senseless <laughs> age of 83 <laughs> Gerald Ford dead today after being eaten, eaten by, by wolves. wolves he was delicious <laughs> <laughs> oh come on come on are you saying that Gerald Ford wouldn't be delicious <laughs> at the senseless age of 83 <laughs> So yes, let it be Tom Brokaw, please, in that yeah. moment. But here's like we like for their for their final plan, the I think maybe maybe the I think the best comedy part of the movie happens when the the engineer who suddenly inspired to save the world in this last ditch yeah. effort is addressing this transporter full of everybody he's got left. And it's going to take everybody <laughs> I like to initiate so this much. play. It is so he's just giving this like breakneck explanation yeah. of how to manually start a torque engine. Yeah. Talking over everyone's head going really fast and like willfully disregarding their concerns. And it is great comedy it is at, he, at the end he's like all right any questions everybody's hand goes up and he goes great that's what i thought and then just like turns right around yeah. fuck you guys he's throwing a manual at useless tim he like th he tosses something to another guy and then it falls in the ground he's like pick that up for me he just <laughs> is suddenly taken charge of that whole team but what they have to do is while he's trying to reroute the power into the single beam to get it to go higher 
they have to like they have to put the igniter in its chamber and they have to manually push this igniter pin into something and for that they need ev- like manual labor to for of human beings like shoving this pin into place it's I'm so whole glad operation. you also don't entirely know what the pin does yeah I watched it <laughs> twice and I still was like yeah it was like I it was basically like know. they had to it was like it was it, they it had to like shove a thing they had they had to push this big they had to push this big pin into place and it's kind of like I guess like when you're jumping a battery you have to connect to the you have to connect the little jumper cables to the that real, little peg that comes off the battery. The real lighter coral along was was teamwork. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was teamwork. It was teamwork. And of course, like, Duo Duo's cry yeah. finally rallies that all the people who have evacuated uh, Sulawesi because they're like, I need to get to my family because they think they have seven days. Yeah. Well, suddenly they're like, you know what? I'm not going to reach my family anyway. Fuck it. Turn around. Let's go try and save the world. Yeah. So they get, like, all this manpower. People come back and they push this pin into place and it's like the battery connecting to, like, the adapter point and mm-hmm. so it lights up. Well, here's where it gets extra sad again. The torque engine fires up, but it is five, the beam is 5,000 kilometers short of connecting with Jupiter's atmosphere because the answer, regardless of the scope of your disaster movie, can always be blow it up. It is 5,000 meters short of the Jupiter atmosphere. And so Lieutenant Liu, who is, who is still up in the space station, space daddy, space daddy <laughs> is like, you know what? Fuck you, Moss. I'm taking over. He, there's sparks coming off of Moss. He throws a contraband bottle of booze at Moss, sets the whole station on fire, mm-hmm. goes into the cabin, and he's like, I'm going to fly, like permission to fly the space station with its 300,000 tons of fuel into the beam mm-hmm. of the torque engine, and the resulting explosion will be a big enough radius to ignite the atmosphere of Jupiter and cause this combustion that's going to shove Earth away. Yeah. And he, you know, gets on that last final communique with his son, Luchi, and there's a lot of angst there, like the son feels left behind by his dad, but it's, of course, all resolved in this final beautiful conversation. And Luchi flies the space station Ugh. into that goddamn particle beam, and it explodes, and then we, we watch the process of Jupiter's atmosphere catching on fire yeah. and sending that like the wave like the, the shock the, wave the shock wave the funnel connecting the two planets the funnel of atmosphere connecting the two planets lights on fire and in this combustion and the shock wave hits earth shoves it out of the yeah. roche limit of jupiter and gets it back on its proper path and at that point all engines have been reactivated and presumably the earth puts itself like writes itself on its path again going back toward alpha centauri thank you space daddy Space Daddy <laughs> saved us all in the end. I mean, what, what's really, one of the things that I really like, just a beautiful moment was as he's giving the speech to his son on the phone and the tears are floating in zero the G. zero G oh. tears. Oh. They're so, so good. good. It's so good. I was cho- I was so choked up in that yeah. scene. I it's was just so such, choked it's up. It's just such a beautifully done, like sometimes it can be, I mean, it's, look, it's never going to be Bruce Willis saying goodbye to Liv Tyler. Oh my God. In Armageddon. Oh my God. But it was, Harry no, this was, Stamper. this was genuinely like a really, truly affecting moment where he's just, and by the, there's like, there's like half a dozen tears floating yeah, around him. They're just him. floating around him in this little <clears throat> orbit around him and they're in little perfectly round balls. Because that's how, <laughs> well, that's how, how water is. Right, water right. becomes those little brown molecules. And so it's just like, it's just such a perfect detail and attention yeah. to detail in that moment. Um, 
and I did have that brief moment of panic where I was like, is he just going to fly the embryos? Like, that's not like, I thought at first he was taking everyone in with him. Right. I was like, that's he ejects, there is good. a ring attached to the ISS that, that is all of the hibernating people. Yeah. And presumably that's where we store our embryos and, and like all the human information. But, Which I didn't get the vibe because it shows as it like looks up in the tower where Moss is and Moss is like all the data and information is stored a hundred thousand and I was like, that seems like it's all kept oh, right in there, Moss. Here is my question. When he ejects the ring with the hibernating people mm-hmm. in it from the space station, it's not like I know, it's how, not like they, they, can't cut, they can't catch it. Like, like we can't, we don't have anything on Earth because also the atmosphere is thinned out so much that we can't fly anything. Yeah, I was not, I was I not guess. clear on what this, what Space Daddy's plan was. I, I, the ejecting it felt like, well, I would feel bad if I just pulled these people into this explosion, but yeah. at the same time, Earth has no way of recovering that ring. So I feel like all those hibernating people definitely did have to die. I, I would assume it so. It seemed like they kind of had to. Which is... Which is too Not bad. Great. Right. I don't know if that was maybe the choice. Right. But he was, I mean, they were either going to go with him or he was going to let him go. Like, it just doesn't seem like there was an option for their survival, which it's, it seemed weird to me that he even let them go. I mean, I think that the option for their survival is that, and we'll get into this and what is this really about, but maybe mm. that wasn't the right choice, Space Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so should that, should that take us then? That is the conclusion of the movie. Uh, Lucci becomes. Becomes a driver. He becomes a transport driver. Him and his sister together. Just like so. And we creepy didn't really Tim bring up uh, that like or, it was his grandfather's truck that they stole, and right. his grandfather was a transport driver. So then Lucci follows in his footsteps and becomes a transport driver. Right. And uh, yeah, so then they're they're out on the surface together. He's still a shit driver of the transport, but then uh, presumably they are they are honored they're honored by the UEG their heroes. Yeah. So that takes us then into what is this movie really about? Yeah. Um, I struggled on this one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think what I kind of finally settled on is was surprising to me in terms of the fact that it's a movie. It's, it is a, a movie by the, by the Chinese film mm-hmm. industry. It should not be this, but it really, after a certain point, I was like, oh, this is a movie about the benefits of capitalism. Mm. Like, so the free market, you say? I would argue that this is actually not necessarily an anti-communist movie, but a pro-capitalism movie. Mm. Um, from Grandpa waxing poetic about how, like, it was a simpler time when I lived in Shanghai. We just worried about this thing called money, and I worked very right. hard. We are in a post-money society. So, mm. I, we, I worked very hard, and I didn't have much of it, but I was so happy. And I was like, wow, Grandpa, that's a weird take to have. Um, to be like, man, I miss those days when I was really poor, but I would come home every day to your grandmother's crap cooking. But I feel like I feel like <laughs> that is, I feel like the People's Republic of China and its representative government currently. Hold on, I'm getting there, though. Okay. Yeah. So we start off with that, and that was kind of like where I based it around. But pretty much every single thing in this movie is about the actions of the individual and not the actions of the collective. And in fact, almost every choice is to save the individual over to save the collective. The collective choice, the correct choice, really, if you think about it, is to save the 300,000 because there's no guarantee that the 3.5 billion Mm -hmm. will live. Mm. And so you go with the sure thing and the betterment of humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. And instead, the father's like, no, I'm saving my son. Mm -hmm. What he does isn't really for the betterment of humanity as a whole. He's trying to save his son's life. 
Well, true, but then at the like we have we have Lu Chi at the end trying to save his father's life by trying to get the Earth reactor shut down, which they definitely don't do, and yeah. they also rally the collective of humanity. But those are all making individual choices the, to it, do the so. The multinational pushing of the pin. Yeah, but those are all individuals who are choosing to they do are. this. You're right. And choosing to do this not necessarily for because it's the right thing to do, but because they realize that they're, it's their only other option to survive. Fascinating. And in fact, pushing and like doing this is maybe not a good thing in, on the whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't care. They're going to do the thing that will potentially save them individually. So I thought right. that was actually kind of was interesting. Like, this is a very weirdly capitalist movie. Okay. Um, but that was kind of where I hung my hat on it for this one. Interesting. How about you, Jordan? I am going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with the the superior uh, the superiority of the Chinese nation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the superiority yeah. of the Chinese nation as the global dominant superpower. Sure. The uh, moral and technological light uh, of our humanity and of our human future. Yeah. Uh, as you as you pointed out, uh, there is nary an American. There are Canadians. Uh, there is no really American presence uh, mentioned, referenced, spoken of, nope. seen. The only other country who's helpful is Russia. Yeah, and was, and the, really... the sort of voice of the UEG is is France. Yeah, and we hear like you know the part of the Canadian a group of Canadians comes to help push the pin into the igniter at the end, um, and very like there if if you've seen the movie Wolf Warrior Two which is a uh, blockbuster Chinese action movie, hugely successful in the, in, in country. Uh, it has, it is a, it is a very uh, nationally proud pro China film. Yeah. And at the very end of it, there is this postscript that um, <clears throat> it's just a, it, it's just a section of text that says like, wherever you are, like people of China, wherever you are in this world, China will protect you. China will take care of you. Like China is home. Sure. And it is, it is like, it wraps us up by being like, no matter what. Yeah. You can look to China. And yeah. I think what Jupiter wandering, what, what Jupiter wandering, what wandering Earth is telling us is that when all seems lost, look you can look to China. Yeah. <laughs> China will blow, will ignite Jupiter if necessary. Yeah. To China will, chi- you're right. China will yeah. blow Jupiter the fuck up. Yeah. If that's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. China will shoot Jupiter and then blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> To save. Yeah, if they if they if they've got to do it, that's what they'll do, and I yeah. I do respect that. They say they China says in absence. Ironic because it is the red spot on this planet. Like if you think about, mm, mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in absence of uh, moral leadership, uh, economic leadership coming from the West, China says we've got this. Yeah. So that was what uh, I thought this movie was really about. Interesting. And okay. you now that takes us into our casting and you seemed quite pleased. I was just pleased with one. It was a struggle for most of it. <laughs> the only part of the casting I was, just I was pleased really, with one. I was really pleased with who I what I decided to go with for grandpa. Um so I decided to pick a pod favorite, personal a personal favorite of ours, uh-huh. Haley Steinfeld. Oh, that's fun. Because I wanted that same like kind of cocky. She would totally do she this would, movie. She would do this movie. She, she would, would do be this fun. Movie. This would like, she be like I, her saying repeatedly, "I'm a genius." You forget that your sister's a genius is yeah. super fun. She would also be like, "Fuck you, Ender's Game." I'm getting my good space movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I couldn't pick a sibling for her because I was like, I kind of lost interest. But she has a sibling or like somebody. I don't know. We could just like re just reunite her with Haley Lou Richardson and have it be a buddy comedy on the sur- frozen surface of Earth. Perfect. Like, like sure. <laughs> I don't, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Just a Stranger Things kid. I don't know. <laughs> I was more interested in, like, in the adults. Um, uh-huh. So Space Daddy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
who is a calming stoic presence that I want to stare at his face for a while? John Cho. Oh yeah, sure. Oh like, yeah, yeah. No, he's got a good space daddy vibe. Yeah, too. and he would he would go down with the ship. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, him with like the zero G tears. Uh huh. Come on. It's great. Um. Oh, by the way, I should I should mention that in this, if I'm rebooting this for an American film, it is a hundred percent directed by Roland Emmerich. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that. I just I just just to be clear, this right. is a like, Roland could there, could there be another? No, this is he. I have called him up and been like, Roly, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie even had them out running a natural disaster, which is a Roland yeah. Emmerich trademark. They yeah. have him. They they do. Grandpa outruns like a an earthquake caused avalanche. Yeah, so it's primed for Roland. <laughs> um. For Grandpa, I'm again gender flipping. So in addition okay. to Haley Steinfeld, I've decided oh, to have we're Grandma. We're going to have to lose a Grandma? Oh, yeah. Aww. Hold on. No, wait for it, though. Grandma needs to be just as salty and hearty as Grandpa was <laughs> in this movie. Frances McDormand. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's don't sure a salty Mc- woman. Don't you want to see her driving that truck? Yes, yes, I do definitely. Yeah, you want, want that. to see her try. You want to see her trying to bribe a jailer. Yeah. with some dirty pictures. Yeah, with with mm. dirty with dirty girly pictures. Yeah, absolutely. You want to do that. You want to see her just like randomly just throwing things at her shitty grandchildren who are stealing <laughs> from her. Yeah, you do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she would bring the emotional c- component too. So Fran- I got really <laughs> excited when I was like Frances McDormand because initially I was like Lily Tomlin, but she's I can't put her through that. Frances McDormand I think could do it. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think she could do it. Um, lady Soldier Michelle Rodriguez because when you need a lady yeah. soldier, you throw in Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, you do. She's a genre. Um, <laughs> The head soldier, I was like, I was, I genuinely, I was driving to work today and I thought of suddenly, um, what's it called? Avatar. And I was like, what's Sam Worthington up to these days? So mm-hmm. I guess him, cause what else is he doing? I mean, is he going to be in the other avatars? Cause if he's doing that, he's going to be like, I don't know. Are there like nine avatars they're making now? I don't mm-hmm. even know. Any- <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. There are four avatar sequels <laughs> yeah. being made. Is Sam Worthington in them? Does, does anyone care about that continuity? I don't think anyone knows. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, know. Okay. So I'm assuming yeah, Sam's still free yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna go on a, out on a limb here still free <laughs> like because i did i just i was driving to work today and i was like whatever happened to sam worthington and mm-hmm. then i just it's I the was, same question people ask about taylor kitsch about jai courtney oh, about yeah. every australian Honestly, generically courtney. handsome oh, male jai lead jai courtney well, jai he belongs courtney. in this movie uh, yeah we can throw him in there he can be one of the yeah, other he's guys he's part of the rescue team he can be part of the rescue yeah. team we can just put them all this can be the the wayward home for for <laughs> failed action stars failed australian action stars that studios desperately wanted to uh, put to in make, charge of 200 work. million dollar yeah. movies yeah. They, they, they were so hoping that it would be Mel Gibson but the Mel uh, Gibson Gibson's alchemy mm. is that anti-semitism it's every <laughs> other year there's some dude that's in three blockbusters yeah. and none of them gain any traction um oh and the last one was uh for the funny for the for the geek with the rolling the dice the, the oh geek, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. science nerd who rolls the dice um I was like, well, I'm kind of on the fence about it, and uh, I kind of want to see Billy Eichner do it, just because I want to see Oh, my him. God. <laughs> just because I think that'd be hilarious. Just have him yelling the whole time. Um, and, Billy uh, on the street of science. Yeah, and then Tim, Tim I don't care who's Tim. I Honestly, the whole time I was like, Pete Davidson? Just because they have the same hair. Um, and then I was like, or Draco Malfoy? Because they also have the same hair. Mm. So uh, you're just blonde. Just, I don't care. <laughs> and he, and he dies in this version. He dies. Oh, right. Okay. Way earlier on. Um. So that's my. I really. I really. That's all I care about is Space Daddy John Cho and Francis McDormand as Grandma. Got it. Got it. 
And Haley Steinfeld. And, and mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld. Haley would be a lot of fun. Haley would be great. I, um, I want her in all the things. Uh, what a what brows. Oh. The whoever she's got in charge has been doing a great job. They're I mean, they're they're currently on the side of the Beverly Center. <laughs> and I just keep staring. Every time I see them, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, Haley Steinfeld, I, I'm not excited about your new album, but I'm excited about your brows. I am pro- I am so always weirdly excited for new Haley jams. I rem- I forget the words to them immediately after I hear them, which means it's like I get to hear them anew every time. It's an incredible treat. Oh, that's nice. It's like whenever I remember I'm going to I'm Jays going exists. to listen to now I know I'm going to listen to capital letters so loud on the way home tonight. Um okay, like I'm going to now that you've mentioned Jai Courtney, okay. I really want him in this and he's going to be Tim. Okay. Tim is going to be Jai Courtney. Nice. Just chaos. A, a bit of a shoot of chaos in I there. I genuinely don't now, know who Jai, what he looks like. In, in my he, head, I'm picturing the guy from Queer Eye, and I know that's not <laughs> that's not it. No. Uh, Does he get to be Australian for oh, once? Yeah. Or is he still oh, doing yeah. his really he, bad no, he's American? He's definitely okay. going to get to be Australian. Is this what happens if you combine he's Tom Hardy with Ryan Reynolds? Ryan, <laughs> not Ryan, Ryan Phillippe? Wow, what a combo that is. Um. He's a uh, he's he's he's. Why is his mouth so small and his jaw so wide? Eh, doesn't look small when you see him kind of in action. Oh, in this photo, he just it's, he. I don't know. I think his mouth always looks a little small. His mouth looks so petite, <laughs> like and his t- his cheekbones are so wide. He, he's going to get to be Australian, and it's gonna okay. it's gonna good. serve the purpose very well. Uh, science nerd will be Ezra Miller. Sure, mm. yeah, you know that kind of a big flighty, mouth to go along with. Jai's that, tiny mouth. Yeah, that flighty sort of insane yeah. vibe. Hot off his yeah. CW cameo. Uh, oh, just, just tonight as we're recording. Oh, really? Oh, was, he the, did? was he Flash? Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, wait, that's they already really have cool. a Flash. How did no, that it's, work? It's, was it's, it it's, it's oh. um, Infinite Earths. Crisis of Infinite Earths. Infinite Earths. That's amazing. I can't. That was that a that must not have leaked anywhere because I it it leaked like just an hour before the that's a ama- that's on. an amazing yeah. crossover. That wow. Is good. I feel like he loved doing that. It was he shot, really loves being the Flash. He he's clearly loved it. It was yeah. shot so fucking weird and like bad. I thought it was a Photoshop at first because of how bad it was shot. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but it's still it's still really good. Well, right. Shouts out Ezra Miller. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make the commander of the rescue op team. Uh, I'm going to make a Mackenzie Davis yes. in her like yeah. Terminator shape. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I assume that anytime Just you're using Mackenzie ca- Davis, canals <laughs> running down her arms. Yeah. Um, gosh, who do I want for space daddy? Mm. That one actor is so handsome. I really liked him. <laughs> yeah. I, no, he was a great, he was yeah, a great. I, I, I really, I really liked him. His face was so pleasing to watch. I, you know, maybe, maybe just like for the sake of it, just because he's, he's our disaster royalty sort of at this point, I will put Gerard Butler in that spot. Yeah. That, Jerry. I'll, yeah. I'll Gerard. let him be the emeritus, like the guy who, cause he's always the guy who makes it. Yeah. So this time he'll be the guy who doesn't make it. Uh-huh. It's like a fairly low impact role for him. I think he'd be on board for yeah. that. It's just like two days of shooting. And like with his actual Scottish accent mm. too, getting mm-hmm. to like yell at Moss. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you I know, like that. why not? Yeah. Um, and so that like that leaves the our main concerns of Luchi and Duoduo. And gosh, what do I do? Like I'm trying to think of what the right age would be. And mm. I kind of don't want it I kind of want Gerard to not like be the dad, but maybe be like uncle or like dad's yeah. best friend. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily okay. want there to be a relation here. Okay. But what do I want to do? This is a tough route. 
It's also a tough one because they like the actors themselves are all. It was a very well cast movie. Yeah, I so like them all so much. Yeah, I will say because I watched it once with subtitles and then once dubbed, mm-hmm. and even the voice acting dubbed was because I normally don't like to watch. No, it dubbed. wasn't it bad. Was bad. It was not bad. It was they did not a bad. Really nice job with it. It wasn't cheesy like yeah. it always seems to be with dubbing. No, they did a nice job with the dubbing where I was like, I'm on board with this now. I don't know if it was helped by the fact that they were in helmets for so much of it. Uh-huh. But that probably can't hurt. Yeah. That they, can't they spend hurt. spend quite a bit of the movie wearing the helmets because they're in um, you know, like cold temperatures, so then there's like climate affecting and with oxygen levels because they don't have correct oxygen. <laughs> so they are in helmets for a great deal of the movie. But like yeah, that no so I if you haven't watched it yet and you don't feel like doing the subtitles, the dubbing is actually not it is is very doable. I almost recommend doing it's the not, dubbing. It's not agonizing. I, I like the subtitles, but I did watch both as well. Yeah. And I was not I was expecting to be because I wanted to have a kind of on the background, I was expecting to be annoyed at it, but I yeah. wasn't annoyed at it. Yeah, no. I was enjoying. I was enjoying the time. Yeah, I, I just second time I watched with the su- with the dubbing because I was like, I feel as if I was spending a little too much time reading the subtitles and not enough time watching what was happening. Right, and it. I was like, nope. The one, there was no world in which the plan was going to make more sense to me. And then two, it actually wasn't bad. I am going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Luchi is going to be uh, Shamik Moore. Ooh. Ooh. Miles, Miles, yeah. better knows Miles Morales' yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, and Great the choice. wonderful lead of the movie Dope. Um, yeah. yeah, I really, suddenly yeah. that feels very right. No, it's a good choice. That feels like, a, like his, he's, he's good at the braggadocio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And gosh, I don't know who. I guess Marcy Martin for his little sister. Okay. Yeah. Great. I think that, I think that's my, nice. my like duo. It. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's, Gerard, Space Daddy, Marseille. Ezra Miller. Uh, who's her brother? Who did I just say? Shamik, mm-hmm. Ezra Miller, and Jai Courtney. Those okay. Are my, those are my, oh, and uh, Mackenzie Davis. And Mackenzie yeah. Davis, Some, yeah. we We'll put Gina Carano on the ops team somewhere. Yeah. That's a solid billing. That's yeah, a, that's a I feel really, really excited cast. about yeah. this. Yeah. Would no, guys, this, this is good. Would you guys like to know how many people wrote this movie? Oh, there were so many. How many? There so are many. seven writers on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to know how many people are in the cast? Yes. 14. Really? There yeah. are half as many writers as there are actors <laughs> in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an ambitious film. Yeah. Truly. It so, was, it, which, it, and it is based on a short story, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's based on a novel. Or a novel. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on a novel. Apparently, there's like some plot differences that like some, I, some true fans had problems with. I mean, okay. I um, fully believe that there were some plot <laughs> differences. This, um, also, because it's like there's a lot that's. Uh, to suspend this entire thing through a mm-hmm. book, yeah, you're going to have to add in a lot of plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this movie this movie was huge in China. Huge. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It made as much as like any Avengers movie has made. Oh, yeah. 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 This is Unreal. one of their great uh, domestic million. box yeah. office triumphs of yeah. their of their history. Only cost them 50 million, too. That's wow. Made really? 700 on a budget of 50. Wow. It's their Joker. Hey. There you go. I prefer their Joker to our Joker. <laughs> um, it, it is a great movie. Uh, so what is, how many towering infernos are you going to give it? I'm giving this one a 4.5. I mean, I, I might push it to five. I think I'm going to go five. I might push it to five. I think I'm giving this one five. I, I did watch it two oh. nights in a row and would watch it a third time. <laughs> and it, it, it it's one of the, like, there's, there are definitely movies like this that can, 
they can look expensive, but the cheap version of expensive. Mm. Yeah. This movie just looks like the good version of expensive. It looks it looks like it punches above its fifty million dollars. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm. I'm watching genuinely... the trailers. I couldn't believe that. that yeah, it was fifty. You expect it to start looking like really corny at a certain point, yeah. but no. it kind of just holds up. It yeah. never looks rubbery. The people never look rubbery. They don't. It's You're right. Really, there's that. Really... There's an incredible slow motion sequence yeah. at the end where like they're thrown. Their body, a couple bodies are thrown through a truck, and it yeah. runs in like super ex slow mo, ex mo mm. slow motion. Looks so amazing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty much, I mean, all the space stuff looks good. Mm. All the zero G stuff looks, it works. Um, yeah, I could go five. I could go five towering I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five towering for I'm so upset that I didn't watch this one. I'm such a sucker for space movies. Yeah. This is I, like one I, that I, I've been be the most excited for. You'll be pleased when you get for. around to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. You'll be very pleased. It's, it's, it's worth a watch. Hopefully like it really week. is. Um, so guys, next week. Right. What is it going to be, Amanda? Next week is Underwater, whoop, the whoop. new movie starring uh, Kristen Stewart, Cyrus. Hell yeah. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart trapped in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> um, so that is in theaters currently. Um, go see it so that it grosses more than cats because it, it is not doing particularly well at the Which moment. is really unfortunate, you know? You've got Vincent Cassell. You've got... You've got Kristen Stewart. I've got everything I need from yeah. this, those two names. So um, I, I will not make, a, having seen it already, I will not make comments either way. I will just say, um, if you want to catch up with it, um, it is in theaters. Yes, lesbians get out there. Support Kristen Stewart. <laughs> uh, we do have a new review. Oh, all right. This review is from Spolivia. Thanks, uh, Spolivia. Five stars says, Perfect. Uh, this podcast is so much fun. Even if you haven't seen the movie they are discussing, thank you for reminding me of the existence of the Poseidon adventure. (laughs) And please consider doing an episode on daylight, a Stallone vehicle that just gets wild in the Lincoln tunnel. Oh, great. Yes. Adding that to the list. Yes. Thank you for this suggestion. We welcome suggestions. List of like stuff. I have the Excel spreadsheet and then I've got this too. Um, yeah, no, let's do that. Hell yeah. I appreciate I, I appreciate reviews being used as the medium through which to recommend films. Yes, do that. Continue doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. If you want to recommend anything to us, just put it in a review. Put it in yeah. a review. Put it in or, a nice five star yeah. review. <laughs> just give us a five star rate review. Tweet and then tweet about it. Yeah. If you yeah. Put a re- Afterward. If you put a recommendation in a one star review, I think we will guarantee that we'll never talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Although that's too much power. Uh, it'll just make it more likely that we don't talk about right. it. Then too someone's going to go one about. star and be like, oh, <laughs> talk about... or never, Twister. Yeah, never talk t- about oh, Twister. Yeah, no, no shut up. You. No, we're yeah. doing Twister. Yeah. Like, screw you. But yeah, so it's underwater, teed up. Yeah, oh, yeah. underwater is teed up. I'm looking forward to it. I Another movie, so we'll do back-to-back two weeks of helmet movies. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Okay. I'm in. We go, from, we go from space to the deepest point on Earth. Helmet yes. girls. Yes. All right. I love it. Uh, okay, socials. so Jordan, where can we find you? At Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. I'm at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs. Jason? Uh, you can find me at Jason Halftones. You can find the podcast at disaster underscore pod on Twitter. And then we're disastergirlspod at gmail.com for email. Um, we have no LinkedIn, to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Rate and Not review, yet. please. Uh, share us on Twitter. Share us with your friends. Share us with your loved ones. Share us with your enemies. Yeah. Hey. Just share us. Yeah, please. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the back next week for Underwater. All right, thank you. Woo.